Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, Lorene and Tony Giorgio. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the Welcome to Living with Victory radio podcast. This is Tony Giorgio, and we're so pleased to bring you another episode of this podcast. It is sponsored by our wonderful friends at Teague's Grocery and Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley. If you're in the area, please do stop in. They've got some great breakfast and lunches. Also want to remind you that my wonderful co-host is coming on. She is the author of Climbing Out of Your Despair with God's Promises on Amazon, Kindle, Walmart, Kobu, and and anywhere else you can purchase this book, okay, online or at the Organic Bean Coffee Shop in Maggie Valley locally. And without further delay now, let me bring on my co-host, my wonderful soulmate, 55 years, Laureen, love of my life. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. We're so happy to be here to bring you another word of hope and encouragement. The title is, Are You Standing in Rubble? Now, I know that doesn't sound very positive, but David was known to encourage himself. He was always fighting with someone. God was sending him out to do war after war. He gave this to the chief musician. It was a song that he wrote to have the people sing. This is Psalm 46. It's the Amplified Bible Classic Edition. There are 11 verses, so I'm just going to read a few and talk about them, and then we'll go further. God is our refuge and strength. Right there, that's encouragement. Amen. Right out out of the box, that's encouragement. Remember this as we go along. Okay. Mighty and impenetrable to temptation. A very present and well-proved help in trouble. So right there, you've just been given gold. And if you really do feel like your life right now is in shambles and you're standing in rubble, God is your strength and he is your refuge. Run into him and you will find peace right away. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth could change, and though the mountains may be shaken in the midst of the seas, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling and tumult, Selah, that means pause and calmly think of that. Picture that happening all around us. Oh, yeah. The way things have been, even in the world, in our own private lives, you know, you know what your personal rubble is. But here, he is saying, 
that in the midst of all of this, the mountains falling into the sea and the waters roaring, God is our refuge and our strength. And that makes all the difference. The river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles, most high. I looked that up. Matthew Henry explains that the covenant of grace is the river and the promises are the streams of that river. Grace, God's grace. You know, when we decide to follow him, we make a covenant. He makes a covenant with us. That covenant, though the nations are raging, the kingdoms tottered and were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. Okay? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, our fortress, and high tower. And again, calmly think of that. Come behold the works of the Lord, who has wrought desolations and wonders in the world. You know, sometimes when we're going through so much, we feel that there is nothing but what we're seeing. All we see is the rubble around us. You know, you could be in your own personal rubble. Maybe a spouse has left you. Maybe your children are going in the wrong direction. Maybe you're out of work. Maybe you've been diagnosed with a disease and you see no hope. But David is writing that hope right here because when he says God is in the midst of her, she will not be moved. God will help her right early at the dawn of the morning. And he's speaking of the church. We are the church. It's not just the building you go to. We are God's church. No. We are his bride. It's it's within us. It, it's not in a building. You are the church. When you fill that building, then the church comes alive. The spirit comes alive. Not the brick and mortar that's sitting there. And that's where we have our downfall today. We count on this brick and mortar. It's not that. It's us and it's Jesus and his spirit within us that carries us. He also says, come, this is verse 8, come, behold the works of the Lord who has wrought desolations and wonders in the earth. So he's in control of both. And when he's in control of it, that doesn't mean we have to get involved unless he tells us to. Just stand still and watch God work. You know, and, and especially, I know there's wars around us, rumors of war that people dying, people attack, people starving. But he is in control. It may not look that way, but if you have enough of his spirit in you, you'll understand he's really got it. And and when we get into this, with our own situation in the last few months, you know, where podcasters were on the air, she writes books, nothing can touch us, right? Uh, well, it doesn't work that way. We're just exactly like you, flesh and blood, and his children. I just want to finish reading this chapter so that you get the full feel for it, and then we're going to talk about it some more. Verse 9 says, He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. 
He breaks the bow into pieces and snaps the spear in two. He burns the chariots in the fire. People think they're in control, but honestly, look up. And then verse 10 says, let be and be still and know, recognize and understand that I am God. There's your assurance, your insurance there policy. It is. He put it in writing. Be still. You know, don't worry about it. Don't don't go off and, and, and jump off bridges and don't be taking alcohol and drugs to soothe your ills. Your soothing element and ointment is in the Bible, in his written word. It's been proven, it's alive, and it's written by real people, not make believe. So don't do those things. Just hang on. Hang on and fill yourself with that word. He goes on to say, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. This is God speaking. So that's why he tells us to be still and know that he is God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, our high tower and stronghold. Selah, again, Pause and calmly think of that. Well, you know, I had to go back and read this chapter over and over and over because you think you're getting it when you're reading it the first time, but really you want to get this way down deep inside of you and in your spirit so that when you're going through times that, that you feel of total despair, there is no hope, there is nothing, and suicide comes to mind. It's wrong because there is hope. There is God. And he is in control and he loves you. And he wants you to go into him to be still, be quiet, be at peace, and to just trust him. I don't know how he works things out. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I cannot think the way he does. But I'll tell you what, he does. Because we know in our own lives how he has helped us. And especially in these last few months that have been unbelievably insane with all all that we do and all that we know and all that we produce and all of a sudden the mountain crumbled but he showed himself every single time and we're going to talk about that in just a, a, a few minutes. We do have the presence of the God of all power with us. You know, I know we go to church and we hear about God and sometimes we just think he's way up there in the sky somewhere, but he doesn't really affect my life. That is so wrong because he wants to be a personal God to you and he does want to affect your life in every area of your life. We are under the protection of a God in covenant. He made a covenant with the people and we are his people. So we are under his covenant. And he is not only able to help us, but he is engaged in his honor and faithfulness to us because he made that promise and he cannot lie. He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. And we have to get that into our soul, into our spirit, into our being. And when the fear starts to rise up, we have to start repeating this to ourselves to remind ourselves the power of our Lord. And, and remember one thing, we're not talking about 
the God only of the Old Testament. And now churches don't bother with the Old Testament. I have news for you. The Old Testament brought about the New Testament, which brought about the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. That is what it's all about. God incarnate. He came down because he loved us so much that he hung on a cross. And if you read this psalm, you know that the same God, the three in one, we may not understand it, but God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit could have wiped out every single crawling thing against him, anything and everything, but he did not. He went through something he really didn't have to. He got hung on a cross. He had the the, the one thief next to him mocking him to get off the cross if he was God. But the other one had a little more insight, knew what he was dealing with and asked to be with him. And what did he say? You shall be this day with me in heaven, right? So when you think of the hard times, like we've been through the joblessness, the war in the Ukraine, the, the, the craziness of politics and all, he's there and he is not going to let this nation sink. I can tell you for sure. We'll get back to Tony and Laureen in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor, Teague's Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965 with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at the Corner Cafe featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, sponsors of Living with Victory. Now back to Tony and Laureen. Let's start moving into, gee, you're standing in rubble too, Tony and Laureen? Nah, not at all. It all started back in the woods when we were going to Grandma's. No, no, that's that's not. Let's <laughs> not go back that well, far. That's, I, I, gonna, we haven't got that much time. I know, I know. Okay, year came in and, you know, being 78, time for that usual cataract surgery because I had cataracts. I, I'm having a problem here, you know. So we set it all up and this is way back in January, right? We celebrated the new year with surgery on my plate, you know, to get it all done. Piece of cake, lasers, you know, outpatient, the whole thing. I go through the one eye, oh, wow, we're doing just great. I actually really didn't realize there were colors and bright lights, you know. So, and then go to the, the, the right eye, we do the same thing. Now, months are passing by, back and forth, the doctors, medicines and operations and all. I go back for examinations and all. My right eye has floaters. Floaters, thank you. Floaters, got it. And I can't say, and, and we can't get rid of those, okay? Every once in a while, you know, I'll, I'll read the charts and, and I can see. But then again, there'd be a minute or two where the whole screen went white. There's no letters. I can't see a blessed thing. I don't know what's going on. Neither does the doctor. So he says, look, he said, there must be some sort of a nerve damage. Something's not, not functioning. We're doing everything possible. It's not right. Why don't you just go get an MRI? Let's check the eye and see what's going on because you may have that nerve damage. It's okay. So, so we plan. We go. We get inside that big old thing and they lock my head into 
the tape. That's how they do it. They they, they put a, a screen on you. It looks like you're going to go deep sea diving, and they take the MRI. And we get finally the diagnosis here. I get a call one morning, you know, and, and he's saying, okay, he said, I think we found the problem here. He said, you have a tumor on your right side there in your brain. It's it's actually between the eye and my ear that's leaning on the nerve and, and damaged the nerve and some blood vessels. And he, he said, um, we have to fix that before we can do anything. Well, the diagnosis was benign, which was a good thing. The bad thing is that the, the, these are common tum- tumors that have been there for years, slow growing, but it's leaning on my ear, you know, the eardrum, actually. I went for a hearing test. My left ear was bothering me with wax and, and this kind of stuff. And it turns out that there was a, a water bubble in there for some reason. And they, they gave me this hearing test. The bad ear I couldn't hear out of, the left one, because of the blockage, was perfect. The right ear failed the test. According to them, my, my right ear was worse than my, my left. That's because there's a tumor there blocking that passive. But not only that, though, it is sitting really close to my brainstem. And if it, it goes any further, I'm in big trouble. Now that this starts the pathway to more rubble, all right, I get set up with a cancer center now, and I am going in for radiotherapy, electronic therapy, which radiation is, is what it is, done by a robot. They assign doctors to me and all. And, and the doctor, my eye doctor, actually referred me to a neurosurgeon, which was a blessing, really. The procedure is called the cyber knife system, and it's a radio surgery system where when it's intricate like it is in the old days, you know, they're shooting the radiation, but, you know, if it gets anything around that tumor on the outside, that destroys it. So with everything that's going on in my head, which is nothing, they have to be careful. So this thing is going to target each individual area around just the tumor alone to get rid of it. We got the radiologist who was an expert in this type of tumor and a personality like mine. The interview was almost insane, but between laughter and and talking about who we are, what we are, what we believe in, it was just like the presence of God just opened up. So if you're standing in your rubble, like I am right now, he's there. He's always there, and he proved it. I mean, I'm in a cancer center. Everybody, they've got cancer. I'm headed for radiation in in just a few weeks and changing my, my life completely. My nephew lives with us, God bless him, and our car we, we've got this Honda, and it has no air conditioning in it. Now, I gave him Lorraine's car to travel with to go to work because his was gone. Not even worth fixing the old cars, you know. Well, the car he's driving, my car, it ends up with an oil pump needing change and, and a horrendous amount of money to fix. We can't fix it. Two down, one to go, got a car. No air conditioning. Okay, that's number two. Okay, standing in your rubble. I've got a benign tumor that has to be worked on. All my transportation's gone. Okay, guy that's going to fix it says you got to drop it off. 
leave it in the morning. It'll take me a day to diagnose, try to get it right, see if it's worth it. That's number two. So you get the picture, but, but God sent me a team of surgeons and radiologists and nurses. I mean, they were just fantastic. The rubble is real. Yeah. It is real. And if we only keep our eyes on the rubble, we will never, ever experience God's power. We've been praying about everything and we're just turning it all over to him. And the best thing to do when you really don't have a plan or you see a way what to do because sometimes you just stop. That's really, I think, when you're in the best place. That's why he says here to be still and be quiet and be at peace and not fear and know that I am God. I am the power. We have just taken everything and handed it over to him. And the doctors that he now has are doctors that we did not choose. He chose. It was out of our hands. Even the neurosurgeon that's going to be a part of the team now is a doctor that has operated on a friend of ours, her husband, He has just had brain surgery, and she couldn't speak enough about the wonderful doctor that he was. While we were with radiologist, the doctor, what do you think we did? We gave away books, okay? (laughs) Bookmarks. We talked about our podcast. We talked about how God is helping. We told them. Exactly. We're we're not afraid of that. We told them, hey, God's got it. Don't worry. I'm not worried about it. One thing through our our 70 some odd years of life that we have learned walking with God is that nothing in your life happens unless God has a purpose for it. That's right. His purpose is way above ours. I mean, we can't figure out to get to what his purpose is, why we have to go through this. But even though you're going through what looks like rubble, if he's in the midst of it and you allow him to do his work and trust him and let him hold you in the palm of his hand, then you will go through it, but you'll go through it with such a peace and knowing that you're not walking through it alone. He is right there with you. I've got a pinched nerve in the back in my lower spine, and I don't move around too well. I have to move around with a cane, unfortunately, because between pandemic and everything, no exercise, no, you know, trying to get that. But I also have an irregular heartbeat. I've got AFib. I've got an aneurysm in my heart. Okay. I, I, I... (laughs) I, I have neuropathy in my leg. What a mess. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> but yet, you know, we bless so many people by by him being in us that, that people, even in, at the cancer center, the nurses, doctors, that, that some of them said, oh, gee, you know, I really needed this today. Or I, when she gave somebody a book, the doctor, they, they really appreciated because they were going through. Everybody has their own rubble. You could, with a kind word, give someone else hope and encouragement. That's right. And the seeds that you plant in someone else will come back to you. Because as many times as we've been at 106.9, yes. Billy Graham Station, Blue Ridge, they can't do enough with prayers and being right there with us. They came in and said, don't worry, but we'll be praying every day. 
It's out there. Your family, your church is out there. Look for them. Yes. Don't don't shy away from it. And you'd be surprised. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous. I'm 78. I got all this stuff. But nervousness is not unbelieving. I believe as nervous as I am and as human as I am. Yes. I can prove that there's a God just by the fact of the doctor's setup, how perfect it was and the people in place. If this wasn't happening to us, we couldn't share it with you. That's right. That, that, and we're that. just trying to tell you, I know we haven't been doing too many podcasts as much as we would like to do because it's been running back and forth to doctors and different things going on. But we love you out there. I, I, you know, we don't know who you are, but we know that you're you're in need. We know you're in pain. And we wanted to do this program because we want to show you it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Or who you are. And God is saying, be still and know that I am God. Get to really know who your God is, who, who is asking you to trust him. He has that covenant with you. He has his honor involved and his faithfulness. He will not fail you if you will just turn it all over to him and do not take it back. When you have the temptation to sit there and start trying to figure out your circumstance and how to clean up the rubble, don't even bother. Just give it to him. He will do it in a way that it'll be done and you won't even know what happened. We just want to give you the benefit of longevity and the fact that we are exactly like you. Don't, don't get depressed. Don't get down. Your God is a living God. His name is Jesus. And just take that for granted that he is there. Please read Psalm 46. Read it over and over and over and, and pause where he tells you to pause to try to just sit there and take that all in. It is so good that it's almost unbelievable. But it's true. If you want Lorraine's book, you can buy it at Amazon and, and you can buy it on Kindle and uh, Walmart. Kobu has it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Barnes and Noble. Barnes and, Noble. And, and if you want, if you need one, we'll send you one from here. But get a hold of the truth. That's all we're saying. Read your Bible and remember, God does love you. And we'll let you know how, how all this works out. I'm confident that it's going to be fine. Everything else around us will move forward. So exactly. grow where you're planted. That's another thing. Exactly. Give it to somebody. Help somebody else. Get yourself off your mind. That That helps too. I know we've thrown a lot at you, but I hope this has helped you. If it has, just go to our YouTube page. Hit the subscription button. We'd love you to do that and comment to us. If you want prayer, uh, we pray for listeners all the time. And some I've been praying for for years. Yes, yes. <laughs> because they're rubble changes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's livingwithvictory at gmail.com. Yeah, just send us an email. Put you on the list, the prayer list, and, and we'll, we'll keep in touch with you for sure. So remember, Jesus is your umbrella in the storm. And of course, always, this is Tony. And Laureen. Saying, God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening.
You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com. That's livingwithvictory.podbean.com and click on the PayPal button. Thanks for listening. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella.